We're talking lightning hockey. Well, we're kind of talking lightning hockey. Okay, not really. We're talking to someone who's held a foam finger before. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. This is On the Bench with your host, Seth Kushner, on Lightning Power Play. Welcome to another edition of On the Bench with Seth Kushner right here on Lightning Power Play. Today I am joined by a guy that, let's be honest, you've probably never heard of him unless you're related to him. But I met this kid when I was teaching at Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Big sports fan. He's in the talk radio game right now. And I know he works a lot of Lightning games. I wanted to get his opinion on some things. Rhett. Fail Jr., and that is not your stage name. That is your actual government name, right? Yeah, man, uh, fully issued to me on my date of birth. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been okay for the most part. Rhett, I, Rhett Fail, I mean, that's people make fun of you, right? Oh, no, I think we're past that, though. Okay. I think we're at, this, I think we're at the stage of the game where people are a little bit better with it, you know. I hope so. They, uh, they don't look at me when they snicker. They <laughs> wait till I walk out of the room. But either way, uh, it's been okay to me. Man, are you going to – now, I, Matthew is your middle name, right? Yeah, so it's Rhett Matthew Fail Jr. I, okay. <laughs> when you are on the radio, when you officially get on the radio and you have a, a show every single day, your, your radio name might have to be Rhett Matthews. I feel like – Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely, uh, definitely played with it a little bit growing up. I kind of did different variations of the name just to try to come up with something not so in your face. Um, Man, you could so, never play sports with the last name Fail, right? Yeah, I, you can't throw that on the back of a jersey. That's, what does that do for team morale? That does nothing. That does nothing. We would just If you played for the Lightning, I think you would just have to be double zero Lightning. I think that would be your last name. There's <laughs> no way we could put Fail Jr. on that. So, so Rhett, I appreciate you joining me. And I know that you're you're a big sports fan. You're a big Buccaneers fan. That You you have a Buccaneers podcast, right? Yeah, man. We, uh, we do a show called the Cannon Fire Podcast. We are based off of YouTube. Um, but we can be listened to pretty much anywhere you download a podcast, uh, iTunes, all that other good stuff. Um, what made you want to get in? Because, you know, we'll be honest, there's a lot of Buccaneers podcasts out there. I, I know you're a big a fan. There's a ton. <laughs> what What made you know, obviously, when you want to get into radio, I think starting a podcast is the right way to go about it. What made you want to start a Buccaneers podcast? Well, I had had a few podcasts over the years. Um, I'd say I had four or five, and this is the only one that really worked. Uh, for a long time, I did one called Wrestling Talks, which was a wrestling show that I had. And I'll be honest, I got less interested in the product I was watching. So I was like, <laughs> let me get away from that. And so after that, uh, I had this idea to do a sports podcast with my buddy Evan up in Philly. We did 10 episodes of that, and we're like, all right, let's just not talk about all sports. What were you talking about that you found to just maybe you were boring yourselves? What was uh, it? Was it just talking about anything other than football? Were you were you trying to work some hockey talk in there? We were, yeah, we were definitely trying, not the hockey talk in particular, but we were trying to work ourselves around the horn of every sport imaginable. Like, I think we had eventually talked about NASCAR. It okay. It was like the slow season, so <laughs> nothing was really on. Um, I, I follow some basketball. It's fun to talk about, but. When I can't break down the X's and O's, it's harder for me to put out an hour-long show. Sure. You know. So what? let me ask you, because I know that you, you're you a fan of the Lightning, but you don't watch them every single night. You're, you're a much bigger Buccaneers fan. What is it about? Because I, I talk about this with a lot of my guests. I feel like when Bruce Arians was named the head coach of the Buccaneers, it was a bigger deal than anything the Lightning were doing. I feel like to some people, when the Buccaneers sign uh, Dayon Buchanan or Bouchard Perryman, it's a bigger deal than the Lightning, who are officially the best team in hockey. What is it What is it for you that still makes football greater than hockey? Um, I think for me it's just 
it's not only the experience I've had growing up with it, uh, but I think it's the spectacle of the sport. You know, I, I think everyone and their mom can agree that hockey, much faster paced, I, I will say much more entertaining, more of the time. Um, but you football's, it's just, it's a spectacle. Right. You know, and there's always so much going on, and, and you hear about all these sports cities, um, all these big radio markets, their number one market come come sports time is going to be football because that's just what people tune into. So you grew up a football fan. Oh, yeah. And now oh, yeah. now that you're getting older and now the Lightning are doing better in Tampa Bay, you're kind of evolving into a Lightning fan, but you weren't raised that way. Well, I don't want to sit here and say that, you know, now that the Lightning are winning and they're as good as they are, that I've evolved into a Lightning fan. I've been there through the losing seasons but, as well. But that's so, you know, I think the thing is, and that's okay too, I don't think we're at the point where it's like, Oh, you're a bandwagon fan. I mean, we will still accept. I will still accept anybody rooting for the Lightning, whether they win the cup, whether they don't, whether they're having a great season or they they are not. I think Tampa Bay, we can be bad sports fans at times because the Buccaneers, what did they do this year? It was the big oh, uh, man. there was the Winston crowd, there was the Fitzpatrick crowd and you guys were attacking each other and now I don't want it to be like the Lightning fans. I want us to all come together and not go, "Well, you weren't a fan when they were really bad 20 years ago, so you right. can't like us." Now, we it takes a winning team like this to make fans out of people and I think oh, yeah. that's okay. And I think I think the great part about it too is that you look at an organization like the Lightning this is a team that's been winning since, what, 2014, 2015? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've steadily been winning. Oh, yeah, a long time. They, they haven't gotten that elusive golden ring just yet, but they've been winning for quite a while, and they've built this identity of being an elite hockey team. And I'll, I'll be honest, they've been doing it for a couple of seasons, but I feel like this is still kind of new for Tampa. Is, this, is, it new, is it new for Tampa, or is it, is it still new for you? Or now uh, you're speaking for all of Tampa. yeah. yeah. So I know you watched the game. Now, as we're recording this, the uh, the Bolts are coming off an overtime victory against the Capitals last night. And and let's be honest, you're a sports fan. Nothing really else is on TV. you got to lock yourself into the Lightning game. What did you think about the game last night? And did it have did it have a, have a playoff feel? Is it something that, that can pull you in to watch more games? No, this was definitely one of the things I wanted to say about the game last night was this felt like playoff hockey. It was. I mean, we're getting to the point in the season where it feels like teams are starting to play hockey that matters. You've got some guys who are barely out of the playoffs. Bolts are all but secured for that first seed. It's just this is hockey that matters. And, you know, for the buck or uh, – Jesus. For the, <laughs> <laughs> I told for you, the man, Bolts. he's got that, got that Bucks on the mind 24-7. For, uh, for the Bolts to respond to, you know, a physical game on the road makes me excited for the playoffs because it, this is a team we've seen win everywhere else, unfortunately, but the playoffs. Uh, to see them react and, and go in there and win, like I said, on the road against the tough Washington team, defending world champs, it's a good feeling. I've been talking about this for a while now before they had the uh, the number one spot secured, and uh, I, I've kind of gone back and forth with myself, and I want to run it by you, Rhett. Do you feel like the Bolts, now that they've got everything locked up, do you feel like they should rest their guys and go into the playoffs healthy, or, or do you feel like you cannot take your foot off the gas? Because I'll tell you, a couple of weeks ago, I'm, I'm like, rest these guys. They don't need to be out there. But then I see a game last night, and I see that they needed to beat Washington the way that they did. They needed to prove to themselves and, and really everybody else that they are a legit team, even though, I mean, they've got the record to back it up. And I saw last night, and I go, I don't know if I want to rest these guys anymore. What, what would you do if you were Coach Cooper? Now, here's the thing. You just got to weigh out the rest of the schedule. You got to look at what's coming up. You got to look at important games. Um, you know, last night, Washington, for example, you look at that, that's a very important game. They play Washington again on, what, the 30th, I yeah. think, in Tampa? Mm-hmm. 
Um, right that, now, that's... right now, I feel like we're up two games to zero on Washington. That's yeah, kind of how yeah. I look at it. I'm, I mean, I'm excited about it. Um, who are some of your Who are some of your favorite guys to watch on the Lightning? When you turn on a Lightning game, who pops off the screen right away? I'll be honest with you. Uh, Ryan Callahan was that guy for a very long time. Okay, I feel bad because we we've just he's been seen out less and less of him. He's been out, but I I think you're going to see him again. I'm pretty he sure you're going to. He was a healthy scratch at one point this season. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a shame. But um, talking about resting guys, you just got to weigh out the rest of the schedule, but. I think a good thing about this Lightning team compared to, let's say, the 2015 one is this is probably the deepest team they've had in a while. Absolutely. When you've got to rest your Steven Stamkos, your Nikita Kucherov, your Victor Hedmans, you know, you have guys on the bench that can step up like Eric Chernak lately who's been playing great hockey. Oh, he's awesome. Um, you know, you've got your guys like Yanni Gordes, uh, even Tyler Johnson are, are all guys that can do great things given the time, and we've seen it before. Do you think – would you fight Yanni Gord? I know he's he's a little oh, guy, but – oh. He that is, fight last night? He is something else. That fight last night, that was like a car wreck, dude. Did you see like I, it? Was, <laughs> dude, it w- I didn't even see it, but they had the sh- when they showed the replay a bunch of times, I mean, Yanni got some he got some hands in there. Uh, it, it was it was madness. He, he tied up with uh what was the guy's name? Jacob Vrana, I believe. Um Sergachev was tied up with Oshi against the barricade and like the standoff left Vrana cut and bloodied up. Um, That's what the Capitals have, though. They they they're they're a physical team, and they brought it last night. And man, well, they, they had how many shots on goal? And look, it still didn't matter. Yeah, um, definitely an aggressive game played last night. But like I said, man, that fight it was just madness <laughs> towards the bench. I, I mean, what Kempney fell and landed funny on his leg. He just got caught up in the middle of all of it. It was crazy. Why does Seth Kushner do his shows standing up? He's still pulling out the splinters from riding the pine. This is On the Bench with Seth Kushner. And broadcast school has really paid off. On Lightning Power Play. Rhett Fail joins me. God, I have such a hard time saying that. <laughs> Rhett, <laughs> if I... You wanna, I, if you want to roll with Rhett Matthew, it Rhett, rolls off the tongue a little better. Yeah, Rhett Matthew joins me. He works at 102.5 The Bone. Now, you work a ton of the Lightning games. You are out there before the game starts. It's really it's really sad because they don't give you tickets to the game. They make you go out there, <laughs> and then they make you pack up right as the game's starting. What's that atmosphere like? Because you're out there for a lot of the home games. Yeah. Pre-game out there, I mean, the Lightning have done an amazing job of embracing that and, you know, having, you know, tons of entertainment out there. What's that feeling like when you're working out there? Oh, yeah. It it, it really depends on the game, to be honest. I mean, I, I worked the Arizona game when we won the President's Trophy. That pre-game in Thunder Alley was probably more intense than any I've worked this season. Really? Just because there was so much on the line. And here's the catch, too, is right around 630, they open the gates they have the guy with the microphone, the lightning girls, Thunderbug as the drum. They count everybody down. They open the stadium. They played the wrong song. What'd they play? They played Blackened by Metallica. They're only supposed to play that when they wear the alternates. They screwed up and played that. But, dude, it made it, like, three times more exciting. They counted down from ten. As soon as they hit one, the song just picked up, and all of these people race up the stairs pushing each other. I thought a mob was going to break. Now, how did was, you know? How did you know it was the wrong song? Were there whispers that this is the wrong was, song? Yeah, right. Uh, immediately after uh, the guy came down the stairs, he's like, "They weren't supposed to play that song, but it, <laughs> it made it a lot better." So you said to Phoenix, so they don't have any fans, though. You didn't see any Phoenix fans out there on Thunder Alley, did you? Uh, I saw a few here and there. 
Uh, but they didn't want to stop by the tent and get some lightning stuff. So. No, no. Are any opposing teams' fans? Are they stopping by the tent to talk any trash? Oh, well, I, I don't know about trash, just because you know the lightning. What's there to talk? Yeah, what, I, what's there to talk about? Yeah. Um, but they do like to come by and and definitely steal some lightning, uh, lightning merch that we do have. Oh, really? Even the opposing oh, yeah. teams' fans oh, yeah. do that. Oh yeah. They'll say, "Oh, I'm gonna get this for my sister, or I'm gonna get this for my nephew," or and maybe they are, but. Maybe they aren't. Man, it's something else, though. I mean, does it does it compare? I don't know. Do you tailgate for the Bucks games when you go? Every once in a while. Uh, it just depends on if I'm going out to the game. I, I try to make a few a year. I just feel like there's something special about the Lightning, and, and it's more so during the playoffs, but when you can hang out on Thunder Alley and they project the game onto the garage, like there's something awesome about that. And uh, and I feel like for you, because I know that you're you're number one, you're a Bucks fan, and you want to be a Lightning fan, and it's they're making it very easy to be a Lightning <laughs> fan. Man, these watch parties that they have during the playoffs, whether it's at a beach, whether it's at Thunder Alley, whether it's at Curtis Hickson, when you're around other Lightning fans, when they're in the playoffs, that's the kind of stuff that really secures your fandom, I think, for life. Oh, yeah. And that's the stuff, you know, going back to what I said earlier about just having this having this elite team in Tampa is something that's that's fairly new. You know, the Bucks had a few years. They were great, obviously, the Super Bowl, and then, then things fizzled out. But me as a Bucks fan, I've never gone to a playoff game. I wasn't a fan in 2007, mm-hmm. the last time they made the playoffs, because I was only 10 years old. So Isn't it that, was <laughs> that's what's crazy. That the Bucks have been bad for so long, but still, <laughs> but what you're you have hope. I mean, you yeah. go, you're not going anywhere. Oh no, oh no. This is definitely a uh, it, it's a commitment of sorts, and you're in it for life. I mean, there's no getting out of it. It's tough. It's tough. I, I the Bucks are my team through and through. I do have to have a backup team. You have a, a backup NFL team? Uh, not even a backup team, but you know the Bucks are my NFC team. Bucks oh. are my number one. They're my babies, oh, but gotta... I, I have to have an AFC team. And the, who is that? The uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, okay. you're well. That's I don't even. It might be better to be a Bucks fan this year. I mean, it's oh yeah, really. <laughs> um, mostly because of my girlfriend, though. It's not like this, you know. Those Steelers fans, you can't, you can't, you'll never convert a Steelers fan. You're never gonna make your girlfriend a Bucks fan. I mean, those... oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, really? Oh yeah. She's turning a corner. Oh yeah. Definitely. I bet. I bet your ha- that was when you first started dating her. That was your main objective was to turn her into a Buccaneers fan. I'll say this: she's been to more NFL games as a Bucks fan than she has a Steelers fan. Is she one of those uh, stinking Penguins fans also? Uh she gets into hockey, but but very seasonally. Like less than I do. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about, tell me about the podcast and and your feeling on the Buccaneers and, and the moves they've made this off season. Um, you know, we've been talking about it on the show. We actually just recorded our fiftieth episode. Um, I think the Bucks did the best thing they could have done this off season in in hiring Bruce Arians, uh, a, a guy that I'm not that big a fan of, Colin Cowherd. He said. And put it simply, uh, the Bucks hired a grown man to do this job. And I haven't had this confident of a feeling since we hired... Every other coach? <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, since any other coach to come in Tampa, I remember Lovey Smith comes in and we're like, yeah, look at this guy's track record. And he, he didn't do that great. Uh, Dirk Cutter came in, did awesome things for our offense. We went 9-7 and seven one year. Everybody lost their minds. And then uh, the next year after that, you acquire some more talent and aren't able to do anything. But... This offseason in total, the Bucks played it smart. Um, they had no money, at, right? Looking at free agency, they are in cap space hell. So they really couldn't do a lot. They did they did they did what they could with what they had. So when you look at a Buccaneers team that is in cap space hell, as you put it, and then you look at the Bolts and you go, 
They've got Hedman. They've got Vazzy. They've got Stamkos. They've got Kucherov. They've got everybody locked up that they need to have locked up. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, oh no, that makes it even more impressive for what the Lightning, because you know, in this era of free agency and any sport, you can't keep guys, you can't keep a core of a team together. But the way that Iserman has kept this core together, that's got to be incredibly, incredibly impressive. And I think, oh, yeah. I think all the GMs in sports, especially in Tampa Bay, have to take notice of something like that. Oh yeah, and I think relating that to. Um... I think relating that to football and the Bucks and what they're able to do to kind of build up that core is they just got to build through the draft. That's what every great NFL team has done in the past. That's what the Bucks Super Bowl team did. Uh, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, Mike Allstott. These are all guys who the Bucks drafted. We and love we love those homegrown guys in Tampa. Like we love the Allstotts. We loved uh, Longoria when he was here. We loved Martin Gramatica, obviously Derek Brooks, you know, Warren Sapp. I I like Warren Sapp. And oh, yeah. I think I think right now with the Lightning, you've got guys that are you got Stamkos, I mean a guy that's been here his whole career, you got Hedman, a guy that's been here his whole career, Kucherov. I feel like a lot of guys that are playing for the Lightning right now are going to go down as some of the all-time great athletes in Tampa Bay when it's all said and done. Rhett Matthew joins me on the bench with Seth Kushner right here on Lightning Power Play. Rhett, so I follow you on Instagram. You take lots of pictures of food, so I want to <laughs> know, let's say Bolt's playoff action, you're at home, I'm at home because they're not giving me any playoff tickets. What do you think would make the best playoff snack for hockey? Uh... I'm a simple man. Okay. Uh, I like to consider myself a chicken wing connoisseur. That even works That works for hockey, too, you think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I think anything you can tear into with your bare hands is good for, <laughs> for watching any sport. You know, if we're watching polo or baseball, maybe I'll handle something a little cleaner, but... Tell me you're just... You don't watch polo, do you? Oh, no. What's the oh, most no. obscure sport that you found yourself watching? Um, where you go, like, what is happening to my life right now? I, I watched bowling for a good while on ESPN one time. Oh, man. How was that? Uh, it was relaxing. It was really relaxing. I just kind of I, I zoned off on the couch. Um, I was actually at a buddy of mine's watching his dog, and he's got this huge TV set up, and it was around the time the combine was on. So I, I'm just scrolling through the channels. I find um, I find bowling. I put it on, and it stayed on for two or three hours. Were you watching the NFL combine? I watched a little bit of it, but. It's. I find like it's very. I feel like it's almost something I shouldn't be watching. It, I, I feel like it's very voyeuristic. Like, like it's a private workout. Dude, I don't. I mean, these guys are in their underwear and they're they're essentially going through a job interview. I mean, nobody broadcasts any other job interview, so it's just it's and and look, they're kids. I don't remember having to run a forty yard dash for my for my job interview. Though. No, and I tell you what, if anybody had to run a forty yard dash in radio to get the job, nobody would be employed at this point because <laughs> I think we know we'd be looking at some <laughs> offensive line type times for uh, a lot of people that work here. Oh yeah, a lot of five fours, five six. What do you think about those new black jerseys? I got to be honest, I, I was underwhelmed at first because was it the? Uh, it was either those or the All Star jerseys where like the promo picture was them underwater. Oh wow! I don't. I don't know I, if it was I these. That, I think that might have been All Star, but at first when I saw them, I, I was pretty underwhelmed. But once you see them on the ice, they're pretty sharp. Yeah, that, and the thing is, is though you're what you're twenty, right? Yeah, that's the thing. They were kind of going for the for the younger demographic. They wanted the the youth oh, yeah. to embrace that because they're. I think they're looking for kind of the next generation of Lightning fans. So, but it, it took a second to grow on you. Yeah, it definitely did. Like I said, it. it, it I wasn't sold until you see them on the ice because. I think looking at any uniform at all, like especially when they unveiled the new Adidas for all the teams, 
it's hard to really get a good gauge of how much you like it until you see it in action. And I think those, I think they look awesome. Man, it is tough to wear a hockey jersey or a hockey sweater around Tampa. I mean, I can yeah. bear. Uh, and most of the time, if I wear it to a game, I'm sweating on the way into the game and on the way out. Go ahead and promote your Buccaneers podcast. You guys said you just did your 50th episode. Where can people find you? Yeah, man. So it is the Cannon Fire podcast. Three words. Uh, we are based off of YouTube. But you can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, um, podbean.com as well. Uh, basically, anywhere you can download a podcast, we're on there. And then you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Cannon Fire Podcast. And then it's just Cannon Fire Pod on Twitter. And last but not least, uh, you can follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at Reticus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. Rhett, what made you get into radio? Because I met you when I was teaching talk radio at the Kinetic School of Broadcasting. And, you know... Not everybody wants to get in radio that goes to CSB, and I go and teach those classes, and I can tell right away who's there for radio, who's there for TV, who's there for production. And and you obviously got into radio. You sat in the front row. You asked a lot of questions. And, I mean, that's probably a reason why you got hired at the station and you're here today. What what was it that made you want to get into this industry? Uh, it's actually a really funny story, and I won't take up a lot of time. But back in middle school, seventh grade, uh, I ended up getting grounded because I lied. Um, it was about something really dumb. I don't even remember what it was, but I got all my stuff taken away, everything out of my room. Uh, I couldn't watch my TV. I couldn't play my PlayStation. I, I really couldn't do a lot but go outside or come home in my room and listen to the radio and do homework. So that's what I did. Every day at, uh, after school, I'd come home, turn the radio on, do my homework. And at the time, uh, Jesse Cage was doing afternoons on a local station here, uh, him and Lauren O'Neill. Oh, yeah. And yeah, man. And that's that got you into it. Yeah. I I was really started to listen to what they said on the show. And it got to the point where I'm like, man, let me pick up my phone and call into this show and, you know, shoot the breeze and request a song to be played. And and that just blew my mind at the time. So I after that, I was like, you know what? I think this is something I could really get into. And you know what? I think for people in radio, it all starts with a love of radio where you start calling the radio station. I don't know if you've heard Todd Wright. He's been on this show before, and then he's been on our show on the bone. Uh, my dad used to listen to him when I was a kid. I was in seventh grade. What is that? Is that 12? Is yeah, that man. Thir- 12 in Orlando. My dad would pick me up and, and he'd listen to Todd Wright. And now I've had Todd Wright on this show talking about the lightning. I text with Todd Wright. It's, it's absolutely incredible, but, I had a love of radio from back then, and that's why I'm here. So I'm glad to hear your story pretty much aligns with mine, which <laughs> which means you actually belong, Rat. So I'm, I'm glad it's organic. Yes, <laughs> I'm glad it's something that sounds realistic. You know, I wasn't scrolling through the app store one day and said, "Man, this sounds cool." Yeah, no, you got You got to have a. You got. There's got to be a real perverse and sick reason why you get into radio, and yeah, uh, man, <laughs> and it just it stems from you being grounded and having nothing. So, Rat, thanks a lot for joining me. Thank you for having me, man. And thank you for listening to On the Bench with Seth Kushner right here on Lightning Power Play. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.